rolling. What's up? It's your man, Danny Nassi, and we're back at Jambox Entertainment Studios, and it is beautiful out today. It's like 60-degree weather. I'm wearing a T-shirt, jacket. Feels good. Almost feels like spring, and I'm here with my main man, Lee Evans, the OG of all OGs. Oh, yeah. If you notice, Danny, I had to take a little break, and I had to go put on my uh, outfit, you know, <laughs> my, my my super podcast uh costume here. I love it. Uh, Lee right now is wearing a nasty podcast t-shirt and he's always repping and uh, just one of the smoothest brothers around, man. I just love him. Anytime you see him, he embraces you with a big hug. It's a big warm feeling. You just you just feel dope all over the place. You know what? I'm looking right now. I didn't even realize I see this beautiful picture frame and you and uh, Olivia Hutcherson. You guys look like a, like a cute couple or something up there. What's going on? What is that? <laughs> Well, we just take amazing pictures, you know. So I'm lucky. I'm very lucky because if I get a, a chance to take a picture with, you know, somebody that looks as great as Olivia, you could be damn sure I'm going to get into that picture. So now that that happened, she actually sent it to me. So um, she took it and she sent it to me as a, as a present. And yeah, I was that's like, a beautiful yes. gift. You know, she is probably one of the kindest, warmest peoples that have, uh, you know, come across my life recently. And right. uh, I just think she's just such a nice, authentic, genuine, spiritual, loving person. And, you know, I just want to say, speaking of Olivia, yeah. you know, today's guest, and we'll get to that in a minute, right. is one yeah. of her very close friends. Right. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, she makes me look better than I ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My girl makes me look better too, man. You yeah. know? And mine too, and my wife too. I know, yes, I know. she does, yeah. I so. know, you got to be careful what you say right now, because Kathy's going to fuck you up. Be careful now, right? Kathy's a lovely lady. We, a lot of love to Kathy. Yeah, but she will give you a black eye, though. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, shout out to my mom. It's my mom's birthday today. So, gotta oh, give her right, some money. Called right. her up. We sang her happy birthday. She was juiced up. My dad actually got her a nice card. She was, like, talking about it. It was, it was really surprising. Anyways, let's get into this real quick. Um, so, the person that's here today, I met through Liv Hutcherson. And you guys remember Liv. She wrote that beautiful book, The Show Must Go On, uh, the, the book of poetry. She was also a former uh, San Francisco 49ers cheerleader. And then uh, just just a really nice, genuine person, three-time cancer survivor, total fighter, and just, just such a deep belief in, in everyone and in everything. And so I was telling her, you know, during the course of this season, you know, I was looking for female role models. I was looking for people that were comfortable, open, people that, you know, could just talk from their heart and really just like share their story. And I said, I'm looking for more guests. And if you know anyone, you know, I'd appreciate it if you um, introduced me to them. So shortly after that, we get this FaceTime call scheduled with a young lady named Christy Hall, who's a dancer. Yes, She's uh, half Irish. I learned today the other half is Costa Rican. Yes, I thought there was something, you know, Latina, so Weba. something going on over I there. Get them over here. She's got long brown curly hair. <laughs> She's got a big smile. I can't go on too far because my wife, I don't want her to get pissed off at me. Lee, what do you think, man? So, yeah, so Kathy, yeah. I know Kathy yeah. trusts you more. Well, well, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> but I but I can say that, you know, yeah, Christy looks amazing. Oh I, I, are you a model or something as well? Or? I really hope you use, that's a very loose term. I, uh, no, I'm not a model. No, I'm a role model. Okay. I, I want to inspire. And you know what? When there's time... We look good, you yeah. know. 
<laughs> you got, got time. It. You look good. So Christy made the trip. She's from New Jerusalem. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's New Jersey. Jersey. And she came through today uh, to share her story. You know, I had the opportunity to connect with her on FaceTime uh, with her and Olivia, and there was an immediate vibe. And I think all three of us were just feeling each other. It was a really nice conversation. And I was like, listen, I don't want to know too much of your story right now because I'd rather save it for the studio. That way it's spontaneous. And I've never met Christy up until today in person. So we're all going to get to share this experience together. So without further ado, Christy Hall, if it ain't Irish, it ain't real. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that was quite an introduction. Welcome to the Nasty Podcast. All My right. goodness. <laughs> Y'all, I'm feeling kind of warm now. But this is good. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. And, you know, I have a feeling that both of your wives, they got they got a strong personality to, to handle you both. But, you know, it takes, it takes a strong <laughs> woman space. to keep these boys in line. So, so let's get into this. Um, you know, I know very little, you know, but I know the story's heavy. I know it's yeah. deep. I know you grind. Uh, where do you want to get started? You know, I woke up this morning with a really, it was an interesting thought. I hate to admit this. I normally do try to start my day with gratitude and prayer. Um, I feel like our generation is calling prayer manifestation, whatever works. But I caught my, I try to pray in the morning. But today I was on Instagram and I started looking at all of these people that I used to to admire and oh my gosh when I grow up I want to be like them and this and that and I was kind of looking at their journeys like wow I remember when I wanted to be these people and I think Danny to just bring it down to my story the funniest thing was becoming a starving artist you know trying to go from audition to audition to audition and get that big break and find this big job going from that little desperate feeling to now stepping into the role of a business owner and wanting to hire people that you once admired and like trying to find that personal confidence from being this little desperate, yes, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, happy to be here, ready to work, I'll, I'll do anything. And then, and then kind of stepping away from that and being like, okay, this is what I want from you. This is what I need. Um, you answer to me now. That was a really weird um that was a really weird window to crack, a really weird window to break for me because I felt like I had to fake a lot of what I didn't feel at the time. I didn't mm -hmm. feel like a boss. I didn't feel confident. I almost didn't feel like I was worthy to to start a business, you know? So for anyone who's out there who is wanting to do something where they don't have the confidence, they don't feel like they can do it, I have to remind them that sometimes, regardless of what industry you're in, you have to fake it until you make it. And I promise you, people will believe what you put off. And I think a lot of the opportunities that I've been given sometimes was, was just kind of putting up this front like, I do deserve a seat at the table, but sometimes people don't always feel that way. And you have to be your biggest cheerleader because not many people will support. But um, I think in this whole journey, you kind of, you rely on self. But I think that whole journey of being this little desperate artist to now being like, okay, I don't want to be begging for these jobs anymore. I want to be the one offering the jobs. I want to back up a minute because mm -hmm. people here don't know that you're a dancer, right? Yes. So that's that's where this whole journey started. I mean, my passion more than anything is being a dance teacher. There's something about navigating a classroom that feels very personal and very vulnerable to me. There's a lot of things 
that happen. Um, and this responsibility of being a dance teacher, you don't realize how much these students really do look up to you, you know. So even though I spent most of my career training and, you know, I was signed to one of the best agencies here in Manhattan for a long time and really trying to make things happen, um, I found that every time it was time to teach, that just gave me so much more. You know what I mean? So yes, um, I am a professional dancer. I've done some some pretty cool gigs, but more than anything, I love being a dance teacher. What were some of the cool gigs you did? Um, oh man, I think hands down till this day, dancing for Lil' Kim was probably the craziest experience of my life, mainly because of just who she was when I was growing up. I mean, funny story, and I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I remember being like a really young teenager and I was so into Spice Girls and Britney and, you know, all the pop stuff. And my cousin, you know, she was from Patterson and she would rock the DMX shirts and she was listening to the Fugees. And I started to feel this energy that hip hop was really becoming a thing. And I was like, shit, man. All right. Like, I need to start getting into this hip hop world because this is where it's at. And I remember, like, it's all about the Benjamins. I'll never forget when that video came out. And I forced myself to watch it and try to enjoy it because I was like, I want to get into this hip hop thing, but I just don't know much about it. And man, when I discovered who Lil' Kim was... Fast forward years and years and years later when I was just standing behind the wing waiting for like our cue to come on. It was just such a surreal moment for me. I never thought that I would just yeah. forget well, being on stage yeah. with her. When she walked into the rehearsal room, she done had a McDonald's bag and was just eating her French fries. Like, what's up? And I said, holy shit, this is little Kim. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kim, hands down, my my prized possession memory. You know, right I, I remember, wasn't she on Dancing with the Stars at one time? <gasps> Oh man, don't do this to me. I I don't know. I don't want to say yes and I don't want to say no. If All she right. was, I'm sure yeah. she killed it. Yeah. I, at least I hope so. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like New York, it's such a small world, especially that time when we were growing yeah. up. Do you guys remember the rap crew Onyx? Onyx. Yeah. Onyx was up I there. Do. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I remember, do. So you remember like Fredro yeah. and Sticky Fingers? Yeah. Yes, Sticky Fingers. <laughs> I'm a B-boy, oh. yeah. B-boy sense. Yes. So check this out. So one day my boy may he rest in peace, gets into a car accident and he gets into a car accident with like Sticky and Fredro, eat him up, all these guys, Stop. right? So anyway, this this friend of mine who passed away, he was like one of the most um, like charming guys. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine he gets into a car accident with these guys and then be friends with them? And from two completely, totally different worlds. So anyway, mm -hmm. they started, um, we all started hanging out. Mm -hmm. And so they invited us up to like the studio and we were just like, I, I can't say what I was doing, but we were all like <laughs> chilling hard and like having a good time. And it was just like such a small world and like so to like awesome. walk into your co-op with sticky fingers and your doorman looking at you like, yo, what the fuck's going on yeah, here? Yeah, that is so Me, cool. I'm just like, yeah, you know? But it was, yeah. it was a dope story. Those are the memories you hold on to yeah. forever. Yeah. I'm New telling York you. New York used to be like super, super cool, man. I feel like it changed a little bit. Like I feel like it got a little bit... I don't want a wanna, little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to hate on it. Like I Bro, feel like New York's gotten lame. Can we talk that shit? We can talk that. <laughs> shit. Can we talk that shit? I moved to Brooklyn a year ago, and like to me, Son, Brooklyn feels like what New York was. When I'm I gonna first tell moved you in. this shit right now. Since I'm, I've moved back. In, I moved back to Jersey about a year ago. I can probably count on two hands the amount of times I've come to New York. Yo. I don't give a fuck who's mad at me for saying this right now. The spirit of the city is dead. It is dead right now. I don't know what is happening. I don't know where the culture is going. 
Um, but I also, at the same time, I was having this conversation with my sister. I feel like we're kind of going through this reconstruction phase. And I think the city's going to come back with some crazy, crazy energy. I think we need a little bit of time. But we're kind of going through this transitional phase. It's weird. Because I hope so. I hope I, listen, so. It, is, it is super weird. The vibes in New York don't feel the same. I'm, I miss, like, the... I just miss like the late 90s. Give me some of that shit back. Do you know what vibe I'm getting off of right now? And I mean this in the biggest compliment. This better be a compliment. I take it, I'm, it's, to me it's a compliment. Let's go Danny, what is it? There's, there's several There's several vibes, but I'm getting a very old school like Rosie yeah. Perez vibe. Get right. the fuck out of here. Let me tell you something. Right? Are you getting that vibe? He's, not, he's not the only one yes. that's told me that. And honest to God, Rosie is a legend, so if you could put me in Such the same a sentence, I'm, I'm with it. That I is did. a major compliment. Yo, she like, to me, like she was so unique. She is unique. That's you know what major. I'm saying? Like I dig that. Shout out to Rosie. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. You see, you sound like her when yeah. you say that. I'm gonna I'm I'm tag her once we put this out. Like, Rosie, take a listen. We listen, love you. I want to get into this, okay? Yes. So you're in dancing. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of successes. Yep. You're yep. starving. You use yep. the word desperate several times. Yeah. Okay, so when did you shift into teaching and then Oklahoma? And I want to talk about, you mentioned a little bit when we're FaceTiming that yeah. you were in a relationship. Uh-huh. It wasn't what you expected. Uh-huh. So there's a deep story there, and I yes. want to get into that too. Yeah. So should we start with Oklahoma? Does a relationship yeah, start before that? We'll start with how I got to Oklahoma. Okay. Why not? Let's do that. So, I mean, I had been teaching in Jersey for over 10 years. You know, you kind of do the hustle and bustle of New York and the city, and you kind of get tired of that. At the time, I was working for this company. Um, it was a dance competition, and they would fly me out to judge, um, you know, part of their judging panel. And um, and it was awesome. They they kept me on for a couple years. I did that job one weekend, thinking it was just a one time gig, and they kept me on for a couple years. And until this day, I am so so grateful for that company. And and it it introduced me to another world of dance that was much more lucrative. So I was like, oh shit, like I could really get paid if I start to study this side of the industry because that's really where the money was at. And um, I really started to fall in love with with critiquing and and that whole thing. So um, I think it's this is I'm going to try to say this casually. Maybe we'll get into this later. But I did one of the biggest pieces of advice my father would always give me. He says, don't shit where you eat. And what did I do? I start I, I let's make a long story short. I fell in love with the director okay. and our relationship got us in a lot of trouble. How old were you at the time? Um, I was 27. How 20. old was the director? Um, 32, probably. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. I want details. I'm not nasty, Danny. I don't Shit. Think nasty. <laughs> I just want to get details <laughs> in the story. No, 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 you no, were no, waiting okay. to hear like 53. I just, no. <laughs> oh, God. I was thinking maybe she's got like, you know, a fetish for a dill. Uh, I don't know. Listen, uh, listen. No, I was still tight and right. So I didn't want, you know, I didn't, I didn't want one old. Um, no, but we, we were, it was, it wasn't something that we had planned. We genuinely just, you know, a it little. Was an attraction. Se- yeah, a little. Se- we kept it a secret for a long time which made it hotter which made it hotter absolutely and um when the whole thing went to shit it really came time to i was so into this relationship and it was either he was going to move here or i was going to move there and um i decided to move there because i was so tired of what was going on here nothing was really happening for me i saw you know what he did for this company and i saw so much potential and i was like oh my god if i 
you know, link up with someone like this, like we can dominate this industry. So that the love and relationship, you know, found its way to the business because there was respect and admiration. Yes. Always at the beginning. The beginning always has love and respect and admiration. Right. Um, So it was I just took this leap of faith. I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to move to Oklahoma. He he really made me believe like I would be taken care of there. And, and, you know, I knew it was going to be a struggle starting decisions emotionally. All of my decisions are emotional. I can tell like you're not logical. I'm not not logical either. Mm. My wife is also emotional, but also logical. She's more logical than me. Mm -hmm. But I just go with my heart, though. You know, I always like to just be in the mm-hmm. moment and be present and just take the risk, take the chance. It's so funny you say that because that was one of the things that I was thinking of yesterday is like, I want to step into this new season in my life being more logical and less emotional. Yeah. I don't want to lose all my emotion. I actually love that about myself. But you have to have, if not the same amount or more logic, I think, right, you behind be your emotion. about it, but also yeah. on like another note, Christy, that's also your nature. So mm-hmm. can you really change who you are? Mm. You can make better decisions, but totally. that's your nature. And you yeah. shouldn't change it. In my opinion, yeah. I, I would never change myself for anybody. This is who I am. Yep. You know, your 30s are awesome. I'm getting, you know, I'm 43. I'll be mm-hmm. 44 in July. Let's go. This has been my favorite decades so far because I love you it. really feel comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. you really learn to not give a fuck about what yeah. anyone thinks and you really learn to just do what makes you happy I think your 30s also kind of give you you let go of who the fuck you thought you were going to be yeah. everyone who I would thought I would be in my 20s that bitch is gone yeah. and it took me a long time to try to chase those versions of myself yeah. that truly they no longer exist and it's okay to kind of tweak your personality or your traits a little bit to fit the image of this person that you want to become. I don't believe that that's being fake. You know, I, I said this to a really close friend of mine who's going through a really hard time. And I said, you can be the image that you see for yourself, but you have to work towards that every day. There is a certain woman, there is a certain example that I want to produce. Does it feel natural to me? No, I'm a little bit more of a rebel than I am conservative. But the kind of example of a woman that I want to be, I got to be a bit more conservative. Mm. And also because I do take the responsibility. I am a dance teacher. I do have influence on these kids' lives. I do pay attention to what I post on social media because... I know these kids are watching me. Can we get back to the forbidden relationship? Oh, my God. Yo, you want the juice. I do want the juice. So do the people. So here's the forbidden relationship. Okay, so I go. I I packed, you know, we packed my whole life in this little Honda Civic. um, (laughs) And we drove from Jersey to Oklahoma. And we started this whole thing. um, And it really, it'll put any relationship to the test. How long is the drive from Dirty Jersey to Oklahoma? Dirty Jersey to Oklahoma is a long ass. 23 maybe 22 but you you know we stop and we eat and yeah. you know I've never been to Oklahoma I imagine it's like such a huge culture shock no you want my honest opinion yeah. I don't think you have to go to Oklahoma <laughs> 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 yo I don't think anybody needs to go to Oklahoma alright no so you're offense. in the Civic you drive down you get Mickey D's on the way you get yo, to Oklahoma all of that and um, way, earlier you said you expected when you were gonna move there and be there mm-hmm. that this guy mm-hmm. was gonna you know take care of you yeah yeah, and and you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Without I'm expectations, not, just in a relationship, 100%. someone loves you, 
they want to comfort you. They 100%. want you to feel secure and mm-hmm. safe and mm-hmm. anything to make you feel happy yep. for making the commitment, yeah. for leaving your friends, your family, leaving New Jersey, mm-hmm. and going to fucking Oklahoma. But I think also that is something that I didn't realize was going to be so difficult. I left with no friends, with no family, with absolutely everything that made Christy feel like Christy, I left without it. And I didn't realize how much responsibility that would be on him to make up for everyone else. Right. And how many people were telling you not to go? Everyone. Right. Not one person supported me in going. Everyone's like, you're making a huge fucking mistake. Everyone gave, if they didn't say it to me directly, they gave me this look of disappointment. Like, we'll be here when it goes to shit kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. You know, and um, but you still grabbed your fucking balls. I grab my there. balls and I go because I don't listen. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I've never been a victim of peer pressure. Yeah, that shit don't slide with me. I will not do what the fuck I don't want to do. And that could be good and that could be bad. Yeah, you know it. what I'm saying? Um, so what happened when you got there? So look, man, to make a very long story short, I think I didn't take enough time in getting to know this person because once you know, you start dealing with real life shit, real bills, real, um, uh, just when you get well, down you to the, in ni- with him, yeah? I moved in with All right, him. So that's when you really get to know someone. Yeah. And, and, I and like that you- was one thing I started to really notice qualities in this person that were not going to lift my spirit. For example, for example, um, Nothing I know stupid. What were the red flags for you? Um, just like controlling behaviors. I was never really used to that, especially from a man, because my my dad was always so lenient with me. My mom was really the one that was more controlling and this and that. But controlling like jealousy, controlling like jealousy. Um, um, I'm trying to think of like an actual example. It was just very little petty things. Like if I would I don't know if I would ask for directions to a stranger, he would get all like, well, what are you, what are you talking to this person for? And it's like, bro, oh, it was, I felt like when I, when I spoke up, it was an issue. Mm-hmm. And I, and I hated that because I love to talk. Listen, I'm the type of person, if I'm telling you a story and you've already heard it four times, just let me fucking say the story. Why? Cause it's doing something for me. I need to get this off my chest. I'm what just if as you're excited. In a relationship and, your partner heard the story four times mm-hmm. and they gently say, hey, listen, you told but me the you story. But like you listen to me, right? You just said the key word. Gently. Gently. <laughs> tone. Tone to me is everything. A lot of hand gestures. You talk with your hands a lot. I like oh, that. You would By the way, she's pointing Italian. at me while she's talking. I like <laughs> it though. My girl does that too. My girl points yeah. at me when she's Yo, talking. You know what it is? I'm a passionate person. Shit. Um, yeah, say whatever you got to say yourself. Yeah, you listen. I'm telling you. See, it seems it seems to me because I'm, I'm dealing with a... Um, uh, domestic violence, you know, uh, with some other other um, podcasters, including Olivia, yeah. and it seems like a repeat story. It's like if the woman is very uh, outgoing and animated, the guy actually, the man starts to take it as jealousy, and mm-hmm. he gets affected by mm-hmm. it, and then he lashes out by being controlling mm-hmm. and violence, and then women don't mm-hmm. want to be controlled. Yeah. You know, I mean, they. You I know. want to be honest. I'm definitely a jealous person. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself possessive. I just happen to, like, really love the person that I'm with, and mm-hmm. so I do everything in my power to protect that. And You know, she has her jealousy issues also, which is cool, but, like, the thing that attracts me to her aside from the fact that she's really weird and I just I'm really attracted to weird 
is that she's always been a strong woman. And before I got with her, I was never in a relationship over one year. And I think it's because I know it's because I would always get bored with the people that I was with because mm. they weren't keeping me on my toes. And mm. I think when you're right. dealing with a strong, beautiful woman who knows how to keep you on your toes, it's a beautiful thing. Right. But I think you have to be secure with yourself as a man. Yeah. I I will I could never step into another relationship with a man who who has insecurity issues. Mm. And I've experienced that a lot in the past. Like and it's sometimes it's not the man's fault, but that is not a fucking job I right. will ever take. And on it shouldn't again. be taking the shine off of you. Either. No, that is that's probably that's the biggest thing when you tell me like how did you know when things went to shit? Yeah, is when I started to get so far away from who I felt like I was. Yeah, nothing made me happy. You I was to be with somebody a little bit more reserved because you're so outgoing. I think. Yeah, know? and you know what's funny? A lot of as outgoing as I am. I'm a very moody person. Mm -hmm. You catch me in a mood where I don't feel like being outgoing. I need to just, I'm very, I'm a homebody. What's your? Uh, My sign. Astrology sign. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I'm a Libra. Okay. And they happen to be my favorite in the Zodiac. Of course they are. I you. mean, it's the one I've studied the most. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I really appreciate appreciate about Libras? It's the balanced aspect. And it's this, this ability to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Um, you don't find a lot of people like that, but all Libras have that shit in common. So how did every, what's this, what was this dude's name? You, can we use an alias? Just use his first name. No? I, no, right. I don't want to. Let's call him, let's call him, what do you want? Bob. To, let's call him Dick. Short for, <laughs> let's, let's call him Dick. Let's call him Dick, short for Richard, okay? Oh my God. I give, I give us the number too. Let's so, get him on so the phone right now. So when did things fall apart with Dick? Things started to fall apart, um... Things started to fall apart pretty early. But like I said, it was the discipline aspect of being involved in the business that I didn't want to let the relationship go. I thought if we made more money, if we had more money, it would take away a lot of the stress. If he had more money, he would get more confidence. Or I kept waiting, right, for things to get better. And then... Um, it sounds like you were very nurturing, but nobody was nurturing you. Yes. So I how love many years, that you said that, Danny. Years, I am very nurturing. How many years were you guys together and in Oklahoma and working a four, business together? Four years. Okay. This is not the Envy Dancing? Is that no, the this is. Oh, That's this what is we Envy started. Dancing. Okay. We started Envy Dance okay. together. Okay. And it was, um, that was pretty much a collaboration of what he knew and what he did as a director and what I new as being an educator in the dance industry. When did you decide to go into business together where you were going to be partners? Um when when we both did well when we when we left the other company. Um I can't technically say I was fired. I I was very loyal in the sense that once they were kind of giving him a hard time about the relationship and they were going to give him the boot before they could give me the boot. I sent this very long professional email, just, you know, how horrible of a decision I thought it was that they made, but still how thankful I was for the opportunity. But I would never want to be about part of that company if they were going to let him go. And I remember we were on the phone yeah, and we loyal, were huh? and we were just like, OK, so I had a bunch of money saved up because when it was time I was going to open up my dance studio, I was like, you know what? When shit starts to get really fucked up, I'll just start a dance studio. I knew that would be successful. I felt like it was in my DNA. 
But then, you know, you fall in love, and then I'm just like, well, let me just take my... But you were running the show. You opened up your company by yourself first, right? No. Okay, so it was mutually no, together. No, this we started time. this mutually together at the same right. time. We talked a little about this before. Mm -hmm. You were hoping that your weaknesses would be his strengths. Yeah. And his strengths yeah. would cover your weaknesses. I was hoping a lot of the things that I didn't know about the industry, he would. Yeah. Or he would take that on. And you also told your mom that you were going to be partnering up with him yep. professionally and your mom my mother was like you're out of your fucking mind right <laughs> my mom um and i have a lot of respect for her because she's owned you know her share of businesses throughout her life and um i've seen how difficult it is to have a partnership and my mother i would be 11 years old and i'd hear my mom hang up the phone on some business call and she'd look me in the eye and be like when it's time for you to do something you do it alone you never need a partner and I still went against that. Why? Because I have daddy issues and having a man by my side made anything feel like that would be better. So why is that a daddy issue? It's nice to have somebody by your side that loves you. It was a daddy things. issue because um, when I was younger, especially a teenager, my father was an alcoholic and he wasn't an abusive one. He was just one of those sad, depressive, dismissive ones. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time trying to get this attention from my dad. Like, dad, right. look at how cool I am. Dad, look at this. Or look. And he just wasn't present, not by any fault of his own. I mean, we can have a whole other podcast on addiction because that's a whole other it's conversation that I, yeah. Um, Covering up whatever pain he had, you know. Oh, man. I, truly, that is a whole other hour that we can go down another day. But um, I say daddy issues because when I, started looking for the kind of guys that I was, I wanted to nurture something. I just, any man that would give me the opportunity to take care of them, I wanted. And what did that, what happened in return? Every guy that I attract, I'm, I feel shameful saying this, but they all have addictive personalities. They all have toxic behaviors. They all, they all share something in common. And I had to kind of sit back and be like, okay, is this something that I'm attracting. I, I like fixers. I don't want the perfect well, definitely guy. Definitely you're attracting those type of men into your life because it's... that's your own energy. It's a reflection <laughs> of your own energy. Yeah. And there's nothing shameful about that, but there's something to learn from it. Yes. And the fact that you're aware of it and mm -hmm. you know that mm -hmm. should tell you, mm -hmm. okay, I have to make a different type of decision so I don't yeah. have to learn this lesson again. A hundred percent. Um you you're calling me out on that because this whole reconstruction this whole recon you know there's so much to get into, but to make a long story short, you know, the pandemic kind of threw our business to shit. I was very unhappy in the relationship and I decided to to move back and I had to file for bankruptcy, which was a whole other heartache in itself. But at the same time, this new season I'm stepping into, I want to change those patterns. I want to be more aware of Hold the on type a second. of people. You're moving I'm, very fast. How did he handle the breakup? Oh, horrible. Horrible because it was one of those things how long were you together at the time? About four or five years. And marriage was never in discussion? Um, We talked about it because it felt like that's the next thing to do. But deep down, I, I, I was so unhappy. I'm like, if I marry this guy, then that means I'm just going to be unhappy Did forever. Did he know how unhappy you were throughout yes. the process? Okay, 100%. so he knew. So it couldn't have been that shocking when you broke it off, right? No, I, no, it was shocking because I had always threatened it. And this is, I was very wrong on that part. And I, and until this day, I do feel bad. But 
it was so easy for me to be like, well, I'm leaving. Fuck this shit. I'm going back to Jersey. Like, I was, I fucking hated Oklahoma. So every chance I got, I was like, fuck this. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And I kept threatening him with that. And finally, when I really was like, I'm fucking out and I never returned back, I think that was a really hard wake-up call for him. It took me a while to stand behind what I felt. But once it happened, like, that was it. And he tried to... You know, I, I know where I went wrong and let's, you know, the the pressure of the business isn't there. Like, let's try to work on this. But it's it's no tea, no shade. And I and I say to anyone like that's in a relationship, if it just doesn't feel right, if it just doesn't jive with you, if you catch yourself having to change who you are, that's a problem. That's something that you really need to to pay attention to. I felt very silenced and I felt like I lost my my spunk. Everyone that knew me, Olivia, for example, like when they saw me, they were just like, what happened to you? And that would break my heart. Every time I saw people that I once knew before I did this big change in my life, they all looked at me with this face of like disappointment and I didn't want to admit to it. I was like, what do you mean? I'm great. I'm fine. Everyone's looking at me like, yo, do you have a Coke problem? Or like I was so thin and I don't, I'll say this on the record. No, (laughs) say no to drugs, kids. Um, But I I was physically withering away. You were different. Yes. And your body took its toll. And now a year later, I'm like, oh my God, this is who I am. I remember this girl. There she is. But it is very real that a person or a certain situation can really, really take you away from from your purpose and from who you are. I don't wish that on anybody. And I found myself. So that's the good news because I I feel for people who are stuck in this shit and can't get out. So what's the seed of benefit of good that you took out of something that I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. This feeling of feeling like I constantly have to rely on someone else or I have to find someone who fits what I don't have, that's out the window now. Anyone who comes into my life is just, it's a compliment. Right. You know what? It's not because I need them. That's why you couldn't listen to your mom before. Now you can. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to experience it for yourself. My girl's like that a lot. You know, like I try to like... I don't give unsolicited advice because I don't like getting unsolicited advice. Like, mm. if you're going to give me advice, I prefer that you say, hey, Danny, can I give you some advice so you can give me the option to say yes or, or no? no. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I learned my girl, she doesn't like that. I don't give her unsolicited advice. And so when she asks me for advice and I give it to her and then she doesn't take it, I get a little annoyed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I, I might have already went through the experience, which is why I'm giving the advice to her so she doesn't have to, like, go through the same bullshit. Right, mm-hmm. right. But for a really long time, she's very stubborn. She's very thick-headed, so she had to learn it on her own. Now, it's like 20 years, and so now she's starting to like soften up a little bit and not take it as me like trying to tell her what to do, but more so like, wow, this motherfucker really loves me, mm-hmm. so he's just trying to like help me save some time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're like that, too. Yeah. You know, we're like that, too. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. Your, your, your wife probably can't tell you 
twisted things. No. You know? no. <laughs> and you, you know. listen to her, you know, because that's mm. not part of our DNA. She'd be like, Danny, you know? don't yep. do that. And then I do it. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Because just because she said don't because do it. Because she said it, exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just do I, it now. I wasn't going to do it, but now since mm. you said that. <laughs> you know, in my head, I'm like, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Right. I'm going to do what I want to do. Anytime I want. Anytime I want. That voice is real. So let me ask you this. But with you, though, you just did a 360 because your mom at the beginning says, you know, listen, you don't need anybody. Do it by yourself. And you went through this whole thing, and now you're right back. And right you're back. Like, Mom, right back in that same you were right on point. All right, so you leave Oklahoma, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you come back to Dirty Jersey. Well, here's the twist of the story. Ooh, we um, we took a road trip back to Jersey because I missed my family so much. And I was like, yo, I need, I need to go home. Let's go home for like a week. Let's just pack Are the Are your car. parents still together? Yes. Do they have a good relationship? They do. Okay. They do. They um. It, it was hard for many, many years, but my mom, oh my God, I, I can cry talking about that one. She never left my dad's side, and he's uh, five years sober now. Oh, congratulations. And this new relationship I have with my dad, like, he should be your next interview. That man is like a retired <laughs> rock star. He is the coolest man alive. Um, but yeah, so we took and a road trip. you and your trip. sister, right? Yeah, my sister lives in Brooklyn. She's a stylist. Shout out to Alex. What's up, girl? Um, she's <laughs> so New York. She's de- <laughs> Even though you're Jersey. That's funny. We're going. She's doing her thing. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's me and my sister. She's living in Brooklyn right now. And, um, you know, I'm back home. Um, I lost my train of thought, Danny. What was I saying? You were talking about taking oh, the road, road trip, trip. back because okay. you missed your family a lot. So now we're in Jersey. So I packed a little bag. Like, I was not ready to make the full-blown move back. I have a little tiny maleta with all my shit. Yeah. We're here for about a week. Was, there, was, this, was there a little piece of you holding on just in case you were going to move back to Oklahoma, even though you made the decision to move on? Was there, like, a little piece of you? No. Okay. No. I just want to know. Yeah, no. All right, right on. Um, we got into this huge argument in Jersey over some bullshit. Who's we? The guy that I was with. Dick. Can you not call him that? You're so bad, Danny. <laughs> um, we got into a huge argument over some bullshit. And I don't know. We That was it. That argument was the straw this that is, broke the camel's this is back. This over the phone? No, this was in person. We were sleeping in the basement at my parents' house. Oh, he came back to Dirty Jersey with you. Yeah, we took the road trip from Oklahoma oh, So what to was the Jersey. fight about with Possessive Pete? What did he do? Um, the fight, it was, it was me having to, um, argue shit that never happened again. Like we went out with a couple friends the night before and it's just the constant commentary. Did did you hook up with this guy, bro? How many fucking times do I have to tell you? No, like, are we really still doing this shit? And it just hit me like, bro, we've been together for four years and you still think that I'm this kind of like. Free spirit. Yeah, like get the fuck out. I couldn't do it anymore. I said I can't keep defending something yeah, that's super not loyal. there. I can see I'm that very about you. loyal. So you take that shit personal. I take it very personal yeah. because because um, it's a it's it's a comment on your character. A hundred percent. And that and that I'm telling you that argument was it. I said I need you to get your shit and get out of my house. And this is it. And Danny, that was it. <laughs> that was it. I I I never went back to Oklahoma after that. Do you guys talk? Are you friends with your exes or no? Um, I'm very good friends with one ex. Um, but no, honestly, I don't, I don't feel like there's a need to, um. I've never had relationships with my exes. I don't like, I feel like this is so like harsh, but like to me, like when I broke up with someone, they were like dead to me. It was over. Yeah. When you're done, listen, when it comes, this last relationship that I was in, 
it what makes it so hard to be so like mad and angry at the end of the day what we did together was fucking incredible yeah. and it was hard how long ago was this by the way um we opened up the business in 2017 okay so, so um, when did you guys break up officially uh january of 2020 oh so this is kind of fresh yeah. in a way i know it's 2022 but yeah oh, i shit. moved back or like when he left after that, when when everything was done, that was January 17th of 2021. Wow. I'm sorry, not the 17th, 11th. January 11th Damn. was like the start of my, this is it. All right. So this is the part that I like because this is this is where you like start talking role model shit. Okay. Let's go. You dance. never listen to anybody. No. Okay. You're dancing. You're grinding. Mm -hmm. You moved to Oklahoma for love, which I dig. Mm -hmm. That turns into you starting a business with the person that you love. Mm -hmm. Then you realize you have this calling. There's this inner voice telling you, you know what? You love dancing, but you love teaching even mm -hmm. more. So now you're mm -hmm. respecting that. And you're like, all right, mm -hmm. I have to, I have, I have to live with this. I have yeah. to, I have to make something out of this. Mm -hmm. You build a business. COVID fucks it up. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. The relationship isn't working. Mm -hmm. You leave. Dick in the fucking dust. <laughs> dick in the woods. Right? Dick in the woods. <laughs> I like that better. You leave dick in the woods. Uh -huh. You move back home. Mm -hmm. Your dad's five years sober. Yeah. You're fucking getting the love that you were like always mm, craving. Yes. You're getting that validation. Yes. You're getting that attention. Mm -hmm. And so where are we now? Because you've grinded. You've worked hard. This is the stuff like I want my daughters to know. Yeah. Not everyone has the perfect road. And mm -hmm. your plan never seems to always go as planned. Mm -hmm. So there's some people that things just go right. And they go right, and they go right, and they go right. And some mm -hmm. people, it goes right, it goes wrong. Then it gets worse. Then it gets even, then you're like at the end of your rope where you don't think you can hang on. Then all of a sudden, because you're such a fighter, you're such a hustler, you're so loyal, you're so passionate about what you do, mm -hmm. you come out on the other side. So where are we now? Where are we right now is I found myself being very driven and very attracted to money. Mm -hmm. The whole idea why I wanted this business to be successful was because I just I wanted money, not just for selfish reasons, but I wanted money to retire my parents, to set my sister up for things that had nothing to do with me. But I caught myself chasing money when I filed for bankruptcy. It really put so much into perspective. I don't care for money anymore. And I feel like that really had to happen to me at that point in time. Because the way I feel when I was stripped away from all of it was all that I needed. You know what I'm saying? I take you for the type of person that has a lot but doesn't need a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I have so sense? much. And truly, I don't need half of it. Right. Like, it's... I feel the same way. Like, I would want to mm -hmm. be rich just so my daughters were comfortable, just so... My wife is It has nothing to do with me. It would really have to do with just going out to dinners, traveling together, and just to, having good with times together. With other people, together. right? Yeah, to that's treat it. other people. That's it. I, don't, I, don't need I the, can't I don't stand. need the PJ. I don't need the Bentley. I don't need any of that Dude, shit. Dude, I can't stand going out unless I know I can cover the check. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I always cover the check. You know what I mean? So this might be a problem because yeah. I'm telling you right now, if I want, if I invite someone out, I want to be able to take care of that person. It's never, ever for me. So this, what's the next step for you now? Well, it's funny because everyone asks me that. Like Olivia was like, all right, girl, so what's the next thing? What are we doing? And I'm taking my sweet ass time. Good. I'm taking my sweet ass time. Are you because not being hard on yourself in the process? Because I'm one to like beat the shit out of myself sometimes. I I'm use, really working on that. Mm -hmm. Do you beat yourself up? Because I'm getting a vibe that you... Do a little bit. I used to a lot. But 
I'm telling you, when I left Oklahoma and I lost the business and all this stuff, it stripped me the fuck down to where I felt naked, so to speak. And that was the most comfortable that I had felt, seriously. Like, when I say I'm taking my time, I I have a little part-time job right now. I work three days a week. Mm-hmm. I make the bare minimum. I might not be able to take my shopping sprees. I might not be able to take my friends out to eat all the time. But there is a sense of peace that I feel every day because I have, I'm okay with the minimal. I And I've had so many people, like, so many opportunities. Somebody needs a manager for this new dance studio. Somebody needs this. And they all call me. And I'm I'm called for a lot of these jobs. But the, my spirit right now is telling me, like, it's not my time. Because I'm, I'm on such a high of this level of peace that I feel. And no money, no job, no relationship. You found yourself again. A hundred percent. So you're happy right now. You're content. I am so content. You're calm. And I'm also, I think I'm quietly preparing myself for the next thing. Because when the next thing happens, it's balls to the wall. Let's talk about that. It's no stop. So you don't know Mm -hmm. what that next thing is. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? I I do. I was going to say, I was sensing a deep belief within you. You know what the next thing is. I 1,000% do. So what is it? I... Danny, this will be the first time I'm speaking it into existence. No, I can't. I'm. It's all right. Then keep it to yourself. I'm going to okay. keep it to myself. That's but fair. it is something. I can't do anything small. That's my problem. And my mom gets so mad at me about that. Like when I was doing this dance convention, she's like, "Why do you have to do these big hotels and do? Why can't you just have a little studio?" No, because I wasn't built that way. Mm-hmm. This idea that I have, it's not just a little dance studio. I have something way bigger in mind and it's going to take a different version of myself to really fucking come through correct with that. And I don't feel like I'm there yet. I'm getting there, but... Are you there in your mind though? Yeah, I think so. Like you've seen it, you've pictured it, you've lived it? I see it. I speak it out loud. Okay. So you're in the process of manifesting. Yes. I'm in the process Which of manifesting. Which is why we shouldn't talk about it because mm-hmm. that should be personal. Mm-hmm. But I see it and I feel it. And I think there's a little part of me, um, I'm afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's good. I think yeah. you're supposed to be a little, if it doesn't scare you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you have to allow boring. yourself to be vulnerable so you can grow from it, right? Yes. And so, that's something I can do. Vulnerability doesn't scare me. I think there's a lot of strength in Give me that. some life advice. Give me some advice you would give my 14-year-old daughter or my 12-year-old daughter. Life goes on. Don't ever feel stuck. Don't ever feel stuck. Allow yourself to feel your feelings. You don't want to ignore them. You don't want to pretend like they're not real. But life always goes on. If you wake up someday and you feel defeated and you feel sad... It's okay to feel that way. A lot of people feel like that, but you can't stay stuck. So you can listen to the sad music. You can indulge in those feelings for a little bit, but you have to get up and you have to get out. And sometimes when you don't know where to start, when I moved back home, it was so hard for me to see all of my peers have marriages and kids. And that's something I desperately want. I hate that I'm 33 and I don't even have the sign of a husband yet and I'm dying for kids so there's just that thing like life always goes on you can write your story you don't have to feel stuck you have to take time and getting to know who you are you want to get to a place where you are unshakable 
no matter no matter anyone else's mood, no matter the job opportunity that left you, like just be unshakable. You can, you can. And you kind of have to be smart about your shit. Sometimes when I catch myself like pissed off or ticked off or I'm in a jealous mood or something, why? I've been sitting on fucking TikTok for two hours comparing my life to all these other things that you you gotta be logical. Step Start small. Ugh, Make your bed. Social pisses me off. Yeah. You know, by the way, um, just a side note, I'm telling mm-hmm. Lee here, you know how I left social, I left social media for like a year. I had mm-hmm. like, at, at one point I had like 6,000 followers, but mm-hmm. they weren't people that were like, I don't believe like they were my fans. I had mm-hmm. like, I don't know, years back, I was on a few episodes of a, of a show. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me a lot of followers. And those mm-hmm. followers um, were not people who were my fans. They were fans of the, person show. show that mm-hmm. I was on you know mm-hmm. and so a lot of creepy things were happening mm-hmm. anyway I deleted the account okay. because it was just getting to the point where it was just like it was enough yeah so I take a year off I come back I open up a private account because it was public mm-hmm. and then I just opened up this nasty podcast account mm-hmm. which I have less than 100 people yeah so my private account that I just recently opened up got hacked get out I swear to god so I lost full control of the account no so that's gone. That's okay. So I'm not meant to like <clears throat> be on the gram, I don't think. But the Nasty <laughs> podcast is the one that I'm gonna, you know, it's grow. We're gonna and, nurture that. Yeah. Nurture Nasty. And it's gonna be people who listen to this. It's gonna be people who are feeling us and yeah. feeling what we say. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be my community. You know I what love I'm saying? the exactly. fact that you're doing this podcast to leave your daughter something. I think that is the dopest shit. Um, because your intention is always there. And and truly, I haven't met your daughters yet, but man. I was thinking about making my last episode with mm-hmm. my 14-year-old. She wants to come in here. Yo, let's my do it. My 12-year-old doesn't. And my wife is shy. I keep on telling her to come in here. I don't think I can get her to do oh it. Oh, my God. Let's get them in here. I would love to pick a 14-year-old's brain in yeah. our generation She right talks now. a lot of shit, this kid. Maybe we yeah, should so do, do a family po- podcast. Get, was, get everybody. I was there, thinking you know? about it. I was like, I was asking my 14-year-old to come with my wife to give her like the support. <laughs> And so it, then it turned into my fourteen-year-old. She likes it. She digs this. You know what I mean? Like this is. She this, probably thinks it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, this would totally course. be her. So I think I'm gonna bring her in here as like the last, last. That'd be so cool. You know, just to hear what she has to say. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of crazy shit to say. I love it. And so we'll do it that way. Anyway, you were talking about your social media being a full-time job. What do you think of social media now? Oh, um, you're 33. I'm 30. You're just talking about TikTok. I don't fuck with TikTok. Yo, I catch myself. This is how fucked up social media is. There's some days I'll wake up and I'm like, damn, I'm so bored. I'm so lonely. I will intentionally post a fucking selfie just so people come through my DMs. And it works every time. <laughs> it works every time. Some of them are clowns and I can give a fuck shit about. But some others is, you know. Hey, boo, how you doing? Well, been? how do you meet guys today? Is that how, is that dominantly how you meet men or go out on dates? Is it through social media? Is this, it through like Instagram? This is a really bad habit that I have. So my sister downloaded Hinge on my phone. What is that? You don't know what that is? You're a married man. Hinge is a stupid <laughs> ass fucking dating app. Do you know what it is? I have no clue what Yo, it is. Yo, okay, you guys know Tinder, right? Yeah. It's like Tinder's sister, I'm assuming. By the way, I've had multiple women call me from Tinder, people using my face and taking my identity Get and putting it out. on Tinder. Yeah. See, that's And wild. I always put the phone on speaker when it yo, happens yo. so my girl knows I'm not like trying to fucking that's do some slick wild. shit. That's wild. Only thing I know about Tinder is the Tinder swindler. 
<laughs> I, I see that coming all over my timeline. Right, wait, I don't know on, what the F that means. So what is it? Is no, so, so my sister downloads this app. I didn't want to do it because I'm very old school. I want to have a conversation. I want to meet you at a bar in Starbucks on the subway. Well, I don't fuck the subway. I have a car. I'm, no. Um, so when I got on this whole hinge thing, it took me a while to create my profile, but I can't do it. I look at all the men and I shop around all day, but I know deep down I would never go on a date off of a social media app. You ever. Never. Have? Never. So what's your dating life look like right now? Is it hard? It's it's uh is she <laughs> Like, you don't meet friends through your friends? No, here's the thing. The, the dating right now is funny because I'm, I'm, it takes me a while to feel comfortable. So I tend to date people through friends or someone that I used to know. Like, right now, I started reconnecting with this guy. We met each other in the seventh grade. In the seventh fucking grade. Right. And, you know, he had a crush on me for Years and years and years. Yes. Is he handsome now? Yes. Is he successful? Yes. So what's up? But but that's what's making me <laughs> laugh because I was telling my cousin this and she's like, Chrissy, when are you just gonna meet someone that you've never met before? Is he still like, crushing why are you? On you? Hardcore. So what the fuck? I don't know. We're just we're hanging out. I don't I'm know. Just catching babies. Yo. Oh my god! You don't have to be in a relationship a long time to like do Stop. that. No, you know what? This is this is another thing. And I when it's right, it's right. By the way, it moves fast. When it's right, it's right. I will say that, but also when people, everyone knows I want kids, but it's like. And shout out to all the baby mamas out there, but I want a husband before I have the kids. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I get our generation kind of has this turned around. You're traditional. I am traditional. Nothing wrong with that. You know? I'm traditional, too. I, are you traditional? Absolutely. I want to pick my man. I, I love my kids already so much where I it's my responsibility to make sure Can I pick a, a good dad. you describe this guy? I just want to see how smitten you are. Go. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're doing this to me. He, um, I'll tell you one thing. Um... He is very disciplined and he is very funny. I never realized, but what I truly, truly need, I need someone to make me laugh and keep the mood light. That's, I can't be with uptight. That's, always, that's how it always goes down. So how long have you guys been dating? Wait, how long have you been what? How long have you guys been dating? Um, Casually, a little bit. I don't know. Has it been a while? Has it been it's, more than a month? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So if he came up to you but tomorrow. But I'm taking my time. Yo, if it was up to him. No, he has. He's kind of looking at me like. Uh, so he's been like, yo, I want you to be my girl. Yeah. And you haven't given him the uh, shit yet? Because I don't want him. I I don't know if I'm ready to. I just want to be Christy for a it's while. It's only going to make him want her more, right? Absolutely. But absolutely. I'm not saying. He's going to be coming through with like Bottega bags <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Before he even puts a ring but on I'm it. I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm like. I'm not dating, dating around. I, I, I met this guy. I, I like him. We're just hanging out. But I, I'm trying to figure out. I don't know why I'm having this issue of like. Your face tells me you're all about him, though. Like I'm looking at your face oh right my now, God. and your face is telling me you Danny, know what? He's gonna listen I want to this, this motherfucker. <laughs> I want this <laughs> motherfucker. So this motherfucker me. makes me laugh, and he's he had a boner for me since seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that a boner person oh in seventh grade. God. He's he gonna is... fucking die when he hooks up with her finally. You guys are so He hasn't funny. already. <laughs> oh, oh he God. did. Look, look at her <laughs> face. Danny. He did. Wow. <laughs> you guys are gonna get me in All trouble. All right, on that note, on that note, Damn. on that note, we're gonna call it. Right. We're gonna call oh it. We're gonna call gosh. it. It's been about an hour. Lee, wow. do you wanna say any closing remarks here in your nasty podcast shirt with your red? Fucking headphones, looking dope. Look at you, you're handsome. He's what, so hot. He's, he's very say? handsome. What man. Yeah, but I want one of those. The shirt. All right, we'll get some merch over. Cool. 
Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy. Hey, but, <laughs> all right, I love you, Lee. Right. I love Lee. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, awesome podcast, Christy. Thank you so much. Great story, man. Oh, Great thank story. You so you have, much. And you got so much to offer. So you know, just go straight ahead and just do you. That's thank that's you. what I say. You know, just do you because um your your personality. You know, it's going to just overshadow most of the things and most of the people that you come across. You know, so just rise above and keep doing what you do, oh, and let goodness. others others have to come up to you. Never come down to them. Wow. That's my little bit Amen. of advice. Yeah. Amen. And, Amen. Amen. And I want to say that, like, I really enjoyed spending time with you today. And I think you're, like, super honest and authentic. Thank you so much. And I find you to be a very beautiful person. I think you're really lovely. And I think you're very passionate. And I think you you deserve to have somebody that loves you the way you want to be loved. And I think you you deserve to be married. And I think you deserve to have kids. And I believe that you really are going to have all of those things. And I appreciate how hard you work and how dedicated you are. And I think most of all, the thing that I admire most about you is that you never listen to anyone else. You always went with your gut. You always went with your heart. Mm -hmm. You always went with your intuition. And there are always going to be people that don't understand that because they're not built like you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I dig that about you. Thank thank you you so much for making time and coming here. No, this really was incredible. Seriously, Danny, Lee, thank you guys so much for, for making this so chill and cool and possible and i'm eternally grateful i never thought i'd be on the podcast if any of our people want to see you or follow you where can they find you oh what's up world let's get my instagram popping because my followers be a little low you can find me at christy hall the number four the letter j k-r-i-s-t-y-h-a-l-l-4-j and yeah have a look bam follow And for those of you, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank Thank you. you. The man of the hour, Danny Nassi. Let's go. One and only. Ooh. 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 Ooh.